Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you feel like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it, so look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What an intro. <laughs> what an intro for 2020. That makes me so happy. Not that Vanessa's name isn't in anymore. That makes me sad, but mm. it makes me happy that here we are, 2020, and we got the intro correct. Well, welcome all suck army to a new year of help. I suck at dating. My name is Jared Haven. I am joined in studio by Easton. Mark Dean is going to be calling in. He is somewhere in the world, not in the United States though, so he's not in the van. Uh, but as you guys probably have heard, he dropped in last week to talk about his accident. Uh, while snowboarding in Switzerland, which was all very sad. So he's going to call back to update us on that. We also have a former Bachelor contestant coming in because, of course, guys, I don't know if you realized, today is the premiere of The Bachelor, Peter Weber's season, which everybody in this room is aware. Uh, And everybody listening is probably aware as well. So that's very exciting. So we have somebody who has been on The Bachelor. We have somebody that has been on Bachelor in Paradise. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, and so that's my tease. I'm not going to reveal who it is until she comes in, but she's a very polarizing and popular contestant. We also have uh, from the uh, Marriage Boot Camp reality stars, uh, we have Dr. Venus Nicolino uh, coming in to talk about all things dating and her um, new book. Well, it's been out for a little over a year now, but her book, Bad Advice, How to Survive and Thrive in an Age of Bullshit. I'm not sure if I can say that on air, but I just did. Uh, But I believe right now we're going to kick it off with Dean calling in. Let's see if this is him right here. Dean. Hello. Hey! Hey! There he is. (laughs) Dean, uh, first of all, where are you? How are you? And what time is it? What's going on, guys? Uh, I'm good. I'm just hanging out in my flat in London, you know, hanging out in bed. What are you doing uh, in London? Nine oh, so it's 9, 9 p.m. right there? You sound a little tired. That's why. Um, 
I mean, yeah, I just had to crutch all the way over into this bedroom so I could, you know, chat with you guys for a little bit. It kind of takes the takes the energy out of me a little bit. Uh, what are you doing in London? Um, well, I was kind of, I don't know. We, my, my buddy lives here, so I'm staying with him for like a week until I'm healthy enough to fly back. So we have a flight booked for Saturday, um, and I'm just like staying here, relaxing for a couple days before that all happens. How, but, uh, how are you? How are you? Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, brother. Yeah, I know we've talked over text a few times. I miss you in studio. It's weird being in here without you. Uh, especially for the new year, 2020. But you'll be back here next week and in studio, and we'll be killing it all year for that People's Choice Award, obviously. It's fun It's fun being on this side of it. I feel like I'm one of, because uh, obviously we have guest interviews over the phone all the time, and now I get to experience what that's like firsthand. It's, it's, you know, it's a nice experience. Should I have introduced you as a guest? <laughs> yeah, you should have. So joining us uh, via cell phone all the way from London, we have a former Bachelor contestant, former Bachelorette <laughs> contestant, Bachelor in Paradise contestant, and Bachelor Winter yeah. Games contestant, uh, Dean Ungler, right. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Now, Dean uh, goes by the name Deanie Babies. He's the host of the greatest podcast uh, in the history of man. It's called Help I Suck at Dating <laughs> uh, with his far better looking co-host, Jared Haven. Uh, and Dean, uh, we heard... Uh, Anyway, let's move on from that. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, it's, it's an honor to be here. And Jared, I, I do want to extend my condolences to you real quick about your loss yesterday. Do you know how many people have reached out to me? <laughs> and you want to know why they reached out to you? It's because you always just rub it in our face. You do. How good you guys are. Yeah, I do. So now this is our opportunity to squander and just tarnish the entire legacy that is the Patriot forever yeah. and ever. I can't blame anybody for doing it because the reason I for, I don't rub it in people's faces, but what I do do is I post all the time about my love for the Patriots. And the reason yeah. I do that is because I knew that this day could be coming. And I knew that the clock was ticking on the dynasty and Brady and Belichick. And all I can do now is pray that Brady comes back and I won't talk about it any longer because I know people are probably already stopped listening. But, <laughs> Dean, how is your leg? How are you feeling, man? Um, it's good. It's getting better every day. Every day is like a slight improvement over the one before it, so that's always reassuring. I'm like looking at it. Actually, I was just looking at it sitting on the couch. It's like shrunk a lot just because I haven't used it really in two weeks. Your leg has um, shrunk or the swelling has gone down? Well, both, but just like it's like lost muscle in just the two weeks already that since since I've been because I can't really put any weight on it, you know. Yeah. So it just is like it's just atrophying every single day. Um, but like I said, it's getting better every day. I get this my staples out tomorrow from the incision, so it's like a nice step in the right direction. Uh, it hurts a lot, but you know it could have been a lot worse, I guess. So for that, I'm grateful. So how, when are you coming home? I fly to Boston, actually, funny enough, on Saturday because I, I wanted to break up. The, I didn't want to do London to L.A. because it's too big of a flight. Yeah, so great city. We fly to Boston, and then we fly Boston to L.A. on Sunday. So six days, a couple more days to heal, then get back to Los Angeles, and I start, like, physical therapy and um, all that kind of stuff, which is good because now we get to obviously <clears throat> co- uh, co-host together in studio next week, too, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm very looking um, forward to that. How is flying with this leg? I can only well, imagine, I man. I, I, you haven't flown with it yet. Oh, so you? No. So, so I, I crashed in Switzerland, in Zermatt, and I spent like the week in the hospital. And then we were supposed to fly to Berlin for New Year's. But uh, I emailed Swiss Airlines, and I was like, hey, guys, like I just broke my femur. I just had surgery. Um, I need like special assistance on the airplane. Like I can't keep my leg bent. 
And they emailed back and they said, well, we don't have the accommodations for you, so we can't allow you on our flight and we'll just refund you your money. Uh, which turned out to be a blessing because I wouldn't have done well in Berlin anyways. Like, I'm not going to go out and celebrate New Year's, really. I just basically need to be in bed all day long. Yeah. Um, and so so what we did was we took a train from Zurich to Frankfurt and then Frankfurt to Brussels and then Brussels to London. So we just took trains everywhere. Um, and just, like, we would take a train, spend a couple days there, take a train, spend a co- couple days there. So I haven't been on a flight yet. And I'm actually really concerned because, like, even now, Sitting with my leg bent is pretty challenging. Like, it has to be elevated and straightened and stuff. Um, but I have, like, all the necessary things, like the compression stock. And we bought, like, business class so I can hopefully extend my leg if need be. Yeah. And I've, I've got, like, blood thinners and all that kind of stuff. So uh, hopefully the flight's not as bad as it, it, I'm making it out to be in my head. I have a question, and, and I apologize if you've covered some of this before, but I, I've been out of the loop for the last couple of weeks, as I think many people have been. But... Um, I have a question about the hour after you fell, trying oh, to yeah. flag down hell. What was that like? Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. So I, was just actually, I was actually just writing about it, and I was like trying to relive it. It's, it. It was bad, but it could have been a lot worse. So what happened is I was like skiing all day. It was near the end of the day, uh, and the snow condition was like, fan- like the, some of the best snow I've ever skied in, but the visibility was really, really bad because the, there was a storm, so you just really couldn't see very far in front of you. And as the day wore on, I got, like, more and more comfortable skiing on those mountains. And so I, like, got a little bit more aggressive and ambitious with my skiing. And on the last run, I, like, jetted off through some trees, came out the other side, and there was, like, this, like, this big, steep valley. And I was I skied down past a couple people, um, and I hit a rock, basically, that was covered in snow because mm. it was snowing and it was, like, a fresh dusting. So I hit the rock, crashed really bad. Um, did your, fe- did your femur hit something or was just the impact of hitting the ground? Uh. You know, I don't really know. Yeah. I remember so when I hit when I hit the rock, my left ski <laughs> flew off, and I remember when the ski fell off, I was like, "That's not good." And then my right <laughs> ski that was still attached to my boot so like snagged something, oh. and my I remember feeling something in my hip, uh, like some sort of intense pain in my hip. But I figured I just kind of like hyperextended my leg a little bit, and that I would just be able to kind of like roll, like walk it off. So I crashed, and I like laid there for a second, just like like patiently waiting for everything to kick in, and even the the person I just passed skied down next to me and was like, hey, like, are you okay? Do you need help? And I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And like, you can go on. Just do Oof. whatever. Because uh, I, I, I honestly thought I was fine. I sure. just like, needed time to kind of like assess the situation. And then I laid there for like 10 more minutes. And then I tried to stand up. And I, I felt things like in my ankle moving, like tendons and ligaments rubbing on each other that aren't supposed to. And that's oh. like when I knew that I, uh, I did something that was worse than just like hyperextending a hip or something like that. So I laid there for like 20 minutes. Uh, 30 minutes by myself and then I realized like the sun was setting because it was like at the end of the day and the, there was like a storm come, another storm coming in and I was like holy shit, I could like get stranded out here because like I was off of the main trail right and so you don't have a lot of people skiing by you so I like army crawled over to my ski poles and like started like waving them in the air how painful like, was that the army crawling or are you in shock at this oh, point not feeling much it, it was it was at this point like most of the adrenaline had gone away Mm. Um, I like called Swiss ski patrol and I was like, Hey, I'm, I, I crashed. This is my general location. Can you send someone for me? And they were like, yeah, uh, we'll call you back. Oh, <laughs> like, well, call you back. Of, I was like, this is kind of urgent, isn't it? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, someone's going to call you back. Don't worry. Never heard back from them. You're not getting but your then, cable uh, fixed. <laughs> your leg is broken and you're going to die on a mountain. Call you back. I know. 
I was, and at the time too, it was still so early and like in the, with the, so recent of the accident. I was like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. I'll figure something out. And so I laid there for like 30 minutes, and then I started like flagging people down, or like you know, like flagging, waving my poles around. And then like 20 minutes after doing that, I finally had someone like yell out, like, "Hey, are you okay?" And then he had like ski down, take the lift up, and then ski back because he was like kind of off the, the path a little bit. And then he came, and then he got like his friend to ski down and find ski patrol. So there was like a good hour, maybe a little more than an hour between having crashed and then finally seeing the first ski patrol that came down. And then from there, it was crazy because I thought like at first I thought I tore my ACL, but then my knee was felt fine after, and then. I was, like, moving my ankle a little bit. And then when the ski patrol came, they were, like, testing my body, and they, like, applied pressure to my, the outside of my leg. And it was, like, the most agonizing pain I've ever felt. Oh, wow. Uh, want, at first, we were going to, like, ski that, you know, like those little stretchers that they ski with, with behind them, mm-hmm. like the toboggan, the ski patrol. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was going to load up onto one of those, uh, but it was, like, too painful. And they were like, well, if you can't even get on the stretcher, and the rest of the run is like just as bumpy as the run above. It doesn't make sense for you to get in that. So we're just like going to call in a helicopter. And then so maybe like 10 minutes later, they brought in a, they called in a helicopter, lowered down a stretcher that I got on. And then it like lifted me up into the air and, and whisked me away to the hospital. Um, was, uh, this so, is a weird question, but was that kind of cool? It sounds cool. It sounds yeah, cool. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it was definitely the coolest part was getting in the helicopter because they could administer a painkiller. And so for the first time in, you know, two hours, an hour and a half, I was like finally uh, a little bit more relaxed. Mm. It was, it was crazy. Like the helicopter comes in and you're surrounded by a bunch of like, fr- like freshly uh, down snow. And so like the, the rotors are like whisking the snow up around you and it's like chaos. And then all of a sudden, like it calms down and then it like lifts you up and then winches you up to the helicopter and then, like, you're flying alongside of the helicopter as it, like, flies through the Swiss Alps. And, like, that part was pretty cool, for sure. It just kind of sucked the fact, like, the fact that I had a, a dislocated hip and a broken femur while I had to do it. But um, the even it's funny because the guy that rescued me in the helicopter texted me a couple of days afterwards, and he was just, like, checking in on me. I was like, oh, oh. my God, this guy saves my life. And then he texted me a couple of days after. And, te- I mean, I don't know. I was I was blown away by their, like, their rescue ability. Um, and then... When I got to the hospital, it was kind of weird because I was, like, already on painkillers, and I was, like, flying through the whole, like, get out of your clothes, get into your hospital gown, get into the x-ray, and figure out what's wrong. And, like, almost immediately after the x-ray, the anesthesiologist comes into my hospital room and is, like, okay, like, asking me questions about the drugs that they're about to give me because they wanted to give me surgery. And so I was, like, on painkillers having to decide whether I was, like, comfortable with them performing surgery on my leg and, like, doing all this stuff. It all just happened so, so fast. But so what did you decide? Day, like, well, I was laying there, and I was like, I'd rather, like, not have to go into surgery. But they were like, we're, like, the number one hospital in the world for hip surgery. Oh. And we highly encourage you to do this. Like, we could set your hip back in, but then you still have a fractured femur, and that's going to lead to, like, necrosis, and you're going to have, like, arthritis and, uh, like, blood pooling and stuff like that. And so uh, I was just like, F- it, do whatever you – oh, sorry, yeah. language. I was like, just do whatever you got to do. Uh, it was scary. I haven't really, uh, I, once before in my life, I had, uh, taken laughing gas to go to sleep for surgery. I broke my nose when I was a kid, but like the fear of, of breathing in that gas, thinking like you might not fully fall asleep or you like, might like wake up halfway through the surgery or something like that. Mm. It was, I was terrified going into the surgery room just because of that reason alone. Um, but sure enough, everything, everything went well. And then I spent like the next week in the hospital, just kind of 
recovering. And it's still like, it still sucks. I can't really do much. I just kind of sit around all day and do like little physical therapy exercises, but yeah, it does suck because you're just such an outdoorsy man. And the fact that like, when do you think you can possibly get back on your feet and start doing stuff? Well, they say I can't, um, I can't, I'm not allowed to walk on it for six weeks. Uh, and then they say I probably won't be like fully walking for three months, uh, maybe six months, but I, I don't know. I'm optimistic. It'll take less time. I'm also kind of like, it's nice to maybe like slow down for a little bit and, uh, eat some hot Cheetos, catch up on some TV shows. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. I watched some Netflix while I was in there. I watched uh, Don't F with Cats. It was pretty uh, bad. Becca Tilly was just talking about that on Scrubbing In. I'd never heard of it until I heard today. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give you guys a word of advice. Do not watch it because, especially if you're in the hospital. I remember like I turned it on on like day two in the hospital, and I was like watching this guy like literally murder kittens. Mm. And I was like, this is the worst thing I could possibly be watching for my like state of mind right now. Uh, I go to bed before Ashley usually, and she started watching it when she was alone she was mm. still up and she got so scared 20 minutes in she had to go into bed and lay next to me while watching it because she couldn't be in the room by herself and just so you know the premise of this is a creepy psychopath who was torturing animals and the people were trying to find him by looking at the videos and examining details of the videos to figure out where this madman is and warning people that he's going to attack humans at some point and sure enough he did yeah apparently it was a some yeah. sort of facebook group mm. that was putting the puzzle pieces together yeah and the cops weren't i mean don't overspoil it or anything, you know, in case anyone out there is wanting to watch Not it. Spoiling but, it. Um, I well, don't know. It's, I, I was just talking about it with my buddy. It's, yeah, I don't know. What, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say we should really start a podcast reviewing TV shows and movies. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Especially the day after the Golden Globes seems pretty topical. Um, well, yeah. Dean, we love you. We feel really bad, man. I just feel bad because I just know that you're. You're always so joyful and optimistic, and an injury like this just, it sucks. But I know you're going to get through it, and you'll be climbing mountains. Are you nervous at all to go skiing or snowboarding again, you think? Um, I think that I'm not going to ski again this season, obviously. But I do, once I, 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 in an ideal world, this is how I picture it happening, is in like 10 months or so, I'm going to get, I got, so I got five screws and a plate in my, in my hip to kind of hold everything together. Um, in 10 months or so, hopefully I can get those removed and then recover for like another month and a half, two months, and then fly back to Switzerland and do the exact same run that I crashed on to kind of like, like conquer the the thing that I, I, I messed myself up on. You know, you I mean? are a braver man than myself. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that much. Mm-hmm. I'm happy it happened in Switzerland. If it was going to ha- happen anywhere outside the United States, because their oh, healthcare yeah. is really, really good. Yeah, the guy. So I shared the hospital room uh, with this guy from Arkansas, and he was telling me like a year, like two years ago, he was in Vietnam or something and got in a motorcycle accident and had to get plates and screws put in his uh, tibia and fibia. And he goes like the medical system in in Southeast Asia was like so horrendous. Uh, and so obviously, yeah, like Switzerland is probably one of the best places you can get into an accident like that. So I'm super grateful for that. But it does kind of make me like sit back and question whether um, I'm gonna like. Stop. I'm probably not going to stop skydiving altogether, but like, you know, like all the things that I love doing, whether I should maybe slow them down a little bit, um, kind of remains to be seen. I guess it really depends on how my recovery goes, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. But I'm, I'm super fortunate too, because Kaylin flew out uh, a couple of days after Christmas, met me in Switzerland, and has kind of been with me every step of the way. So she's been super supportive and helpful. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a big, that definitely helps me a lot in terms of like my mental state and even just like, helping with like getting food and all that kind of stuff. So, 
Well, we love you, buddy. And if you need anything, the Suck Army will, of course, always be there for you through thick and thin. Yeah, I mean, I'd really, I could really use a new femur. Can you help me out? Uh, so if anybody's listening to this and has a femur they can spare to Dean, we'd really appreciate it. Just DM us. Yeah. We are help uh, I suck at dating on Instagram. Um, well, Dean, best of luck, man. We love you. I'm excited to see you. Uh, and I know this will not keep you down for long. Um, and uh, I'm really glad Kaylin's out there with you because I know that's that's a, a, a big thing. I'm sure she's very sad, but also uh, a little happy with the idea of you slowing down a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, so. she's probably like getting annoyed at me because that, you know <clears throat> I'm like so immobile. I get a little cranky every once in a while, so I'm sure she's probably sick of me a little bit. But no, she's been great. Um, I'm jealous that you got to host the whole episode. You, I heard you have uh, Corinne coming in today too. Yes, we do. We have Corinne and we have Doctor Venus Nicolino uh, from Marriage Bootcamp. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, and so everybody listening in, make sure. You're you stay tuned. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, Dean, you stay on the line, listen to the entire podcast, and let us know your thoughts at the end. Uh, but, Dean, love you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, and uh, best of luck, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. I'll see you next week. All right, later, bud. Uh, I was just going to say we're about to take a break, but boom, bada-bing, bada-boom. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. 
Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Help I Suck It I almost said suck at 2020. <laughs> well. <laughs> Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating in 2020, the first show of the year. We have a very special guest that is sitting next to me currently in studio. You know her from her time on The Bachelor, her time on Bachelor in Paradise. It is Corinne <laughs> Olympios. Oh, what a warm, warm welcome. We like to give all of our guests a standing ovation. Unfortunately, oh. we didn't stand this time, but we gave you a nice round I of applause. I felt it. I felt it. You know, we really care about you. Corinne, mm. how you doing? I'm so good. I'm great. <laughs> uh, so you are, this is a dating podcast, obviously. Yes. You were seen on Nick Viol's season of The Bachelor. You were fourth, if I remember correctly. I was. You got a hometown, right? I got a hometown. The nanny. Yeah, Raquel made her big debut. Is Raquel still in the Olympios family? She will never not be. Oh, she's yeah. a part of the family at this yeah. point. Yep, just saw her for Christmas. She's she's doing really great. Oh, very nice. Uh, and then you are currently dating someone else, right? Yes. Vince the Builder, you were telling me. Yes, Vince the Builder. Vince the Builder. So tell me a little yeah. bit about Vince. So Vince, we don't know who followed who first on Instagram, but um, it was right after I was off the show. Someone started following someone. Uh, Paradise or Bachelor? I think Bachelor. Okay. And there was constant going back and forth of like liking pictures and like commenting on pictures. And so finally I DM'd him and I wrote, you have my attention. What's up? That was your opening line? You have my attention? Yep. Because you guys were going back yeah. and forth, liking he, each other's pictures, doing yeah. that whole flirtatious Instagram thing that's going on now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so um, he did not make a move. Kept going back and forth with like DMs. He'd be like, oh my God, looks so fun. Like whatever. Nothing happened. I started dating John. Still would friendly DM. John's like, who's Vince Builder? I'm like, he's this guy that just like is nice. And um, so you DM'd him. Yeah. And he did and not. And you said you have my attention. Yeah. Which were you uh, <laughs> quoting, uh, where's that from? Django Unchained. 
I don't know what that is. Nope, never mind. I'm alone on this one again. Don't just falling flat is. on my face with these movie quotes. We're Le- DiCaprio. It's the movie huh. with Leonardo DiCaprio and it's directed by Tarantino. And he says, first you had, uh, yeah, he said, first you had my interest, but now you have my attention. Mm. Oh, you should have said that. It's, it all worked out. You guys Man, are dating now. I f***ed up. No, 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 no. It was a perfect opening line. So you DM'd him that. You guys go back and forth. He never made a move. Nope. Nobody asked each other out. So you start dating someone else. I did. I did. The DMs continued here and there. And then I was single and I was dating and I was like, can you send me a selfie? Because all he posts are his houses, which are really beautiful. He does like celebrity homes and just really luxury, like big, big homes. Hence the name Vince the Builder. Yes. Got it. And so I was like, can you send me a selfie? Like, I just, I want to see what you look like. So why'd you DM if you didn't know what he looked like? I mean, you could see like his tiny little profile picture. Okay. Whatever. So he looked cute. I'm like, send me, send, send me a selfie. I need to We're see more. See, I need to see. I need to see. So he sent me a selfie. I was like, okay, you want to go on a date? <laughs> Are you single? And he was like, yeah. And so I gave him my number. He did not text me. I was like, so, uh... Are you are you going to text me? And he like waited a few days and then he texted me and his opening line was hi. And I was like <laughs> All right, good opening line. I was like good who start. is this? He's like um I want to see how many numbers you or how many guys you gave your number to on Instagram. Guess who this is? And I was like, "Oh, crap." Wow, ballsy. <laughs> really ballsy move. I, I, like, oh my God, I'm single and I'm dating and I definitely gave my number out to a lot of people. How many? Ballpark it. I'm, I'm really forward. There's nothing wrong with that. And numbers, like, numbers, when nothing. I'm, I'm normally not single. So like when I'm single, I want to, I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm like, yeah, I'm Can you single. Uh, go more into detail about what is doing it? <laughs> like just doing yes, the dating scene. The, the dating, like flirting, like having Got that it. excitement, like... Ooh, I get to like really like lead this guy on. So you like this? <laughs> I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous. I'm dangerous. I am. So you like the single life? I mean, I do until like I'm just done with it. Real yep. quick, I do it. I do a lot in that time. But when I'm done, I'm done, and I'm taken for like the next few years. Hopefully, I'm taken for good this time. Well, that's very exciting. How long have you been dating Vince now? How long did this? <clears throat> Ongoing Instagram text. This ongoing Instagramming was going on literally for three years. Wait a minute. So you DM'd him three years prior to you guys meeting? Yes. Wow. Holy crap. That's why I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting catfished. I was like, you need to send me a selfie right now. Well, you can still get catfished even if he sent you a selfie or via Instagram. Wait, so hold on. So you guys were talking back and forth for three years. How, How long did you date John for? Almost two years. Okay, so that's why it took a while. What's the rule yeah. there that you're you're DMing Vince while you're dating John? That seems well, a little John, shady to John, me. Well, I wasn't. It wasn't flirty. It was just literally nice. He's like, "Oh, that's cool," and I'm like, "Thanks, dude." But you don't know this person. No, but I mean, he was so nice, and he has a good following. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I mean, it no, makes I mean, it, it wasn't sketchy. Like it just wasn't. It seems sketchy, but it I'm old, but I'm though. old, so maybe no, it's no, not. I get a lot of sketchy. On my oh sure I, I no I know sketchy and I know not sketchy and he was not sketchy and especially Instagram as we all know is somewhat of a business as well so having those connections and networking is a part of the game fair especially if it's somebody that is 
doing something completely different than you. Also, to be perfectly honest, I was getting so much for free at this time because I was just such a big deal. So you wanted him to build you a free and house. And I literally thought that he would build me a house. <laughs> in my, For some ungodly reason, I thought that I deserved a free house. <laughs> and I told myself I need to sit the F down because that is not happening. It's not about deserving. There's nothing wrong with asking. You, you know? know, and You'll I literally, know I remember ask. I DM'd him, I'm like, can you build me a Barbie house? And I just like, I look back at that moment and I'm like, wow, that was like rock bottom for me. I don't know. I mean, it I worked would. out pretty well for you right now. So you guys, so you talked for a little while, but he never made a move. So you start dating this other guy. It breaks off. Then you guys are still communicating. And then is this when you gave him your number? Yeah, I actually was away at a spa, like on my birthday. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I was like a little drunk and I was like send me a selfie, like, whatever I'm dating anyways. And, like, I'm just like, if he's cute, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask him on a date. So I actually had another date. And I canceled my other date because I thought he was so cute. And I went on a date with him. He doesn't even know this. Ah, wow. and, Breaking news right here. And um, Vince, don't he, listen. So we actually tried to meet up a few times. Didn't work. So the night that we were going on a date, he texted me. He's like, you're going to kill me. And I was, I called him for the first time. And I was like... You are not canceling on me. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. We're going on a date. So I was like, okay. And then we just started asking each other all these questions. And I was like, wow, that's great to get it out of the way before the date. So like by the time I got to the date, I wasn't even nervous. It was great. Where'd you go? I don't know. Um, I don't <laughs> you don't specifically, did you go get a drink, dinner? No, we went to dinner. I picked the spot. Okay. We went wow, Vince really did jack shit. Didn't he? <laughs> well, he's not from here. He's here. He was here coincidentally doing a project. Okay. Um, he was filming with this WWE couple. They just, um, it's called Ms. and Miss. I don't know. They just redid their house. Okay. He, was, he did their house. Gorgeous house. Um, so I was like, don't worry. I got it. Went to my favorite steakhouse, Boa on Sunset. Mm, highly recommend. And... It was, we literally have not separated since. So you reached out to him, you texted him, you asked him out on a date. I you made the reservation. The spot, you made the reservation. <laughs> wow. Vince got off easy. Like if you're going to date me, don't worry. I got you. Yeah, like no I'll kidding. handle you're a good everything. One. Like you, you don't want, you don't, you don't got to worry about nothing. <laughs> so what do you, so you like doing dinner on the first date. That's like your first date thing. You, cause some Ugh. people like coffee. Some people no, like no. drinks. Some say dinner's too much of a commitment. Yeah. Cause really? then you're. I, I mean, if I'm committing to meeting this person, I'm, I'm getting a dinner. But if you get there and you realize this isn't happening very early on, I you're stuck. I will say so. <laughs> okay. No, really? I'm not you're stuck. Out. I am not stuck. <laughs> See, that's the thing that people get afraid of. I will just be like, listen, like, it's just. It's just not gonna work. So you'll say Nothing that up I, front. Yeah, I have of you done that? I You've will. done that before. Yes, I have done that before. Please. I'm not gonna stay in any situation where I'm uncomfortable. Mm -mm. I need to know more of this situation where you told this guy up front. I went to dinner, and he was like one of those guys where like he's funny rude. I don't like funny rude. Mm -hmm. Where he'll be like, I, I don't know. Like I can't explain it. It's just like he'll make those comments where he's trying to be funny, but it's actually just rude, and you have off, to be like. Yeah, <laughs> so by the third one, I was like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Like I just I'm not so comfortable. I'd rather just like call it a night. I hope you don't mind. I'm just gonna call an Uber. I I wish you the best. I'm just a little uncomfortable. Wow. wow. How did he respond? He was like, oh, uh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, thank <laughs> God you got out of that one.
Have you ever do- like uh, ran out on a date? Been like 20 minutes in, this is not working. They'd be like, I'm just going to use the bathroom and never come back to the <laughs> no, table. No, I've never done that. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I have the decency to like let them know You seem like an honest suck. person. Yeah. yeah. You seem like an open book. I am. So that's why I'm going to ask you, on uh, your first date with Vince, was there kissing at the end of the date? I kissed him. Surprise! You, surprise. Oh my God. <laughs> so I did. I have to ask you, because I feel like for a lot of people out there, uh, somebody not taking initiative to this extent within the first date probably would be a turnoff. But did you like okay. that he was hesitant? Okay. So at that point, I was like, ooh, like I just kissed him. But then we went on, We he was driving me home and we like- Same s- night? Same night. Okay. He was driving me home from the day we stopped and he, we get out of the car for- <laughs> I'm trying to word this properly. Sorry, I just and love you. Yeah. We were really, in the car. The car re- stopped. The car stops. We get out of the car to do something. I think we were, whatever. He took me and he picked me up and he put me against the car and he started making out with me. And I was like. Yeah. yeah. Nice job. Finally. Nice job. Good yes! job, Vince. Yes. All right, you're in. <laughs> and then it, 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 very, very great in bed. Oh, good. Good job, Vince. So, nice, yeah. Nice so little nice shot. You didn't make us ask that part. So, that's no, thank no, you I for mean, just throwing no, that No, I mean, it, it matters. It matters. Like, I'm not going to be with some weenie in the bed that's like, you know? So. Also, for all the listeners out there, Corinne just poked me <laughs> on the, right above the knee to explain, apparently, what a guy like is in bed who's, who's a weenie. Um, it matters. Well, let's stay on that for a minute. So what are, um, without getting too graphic, what are the turnoffs? What are the, what, I mean, obviously it's the lack of chemistry. I will tell you. What are things that guys can do that are you're just like, oh, this is not going to work? Um, the question, can I kiss you? <laughs> do it. Do it. Do never ask. Never ask. Boys, please don't do that. Can I defend? <laughs> can I defend Wait, for a second? No. Oh, but, God. But. Oh, God. We are living in a very sensitive time right oh, now. Oh, please. But if a girl is sitting right in front of you and they're gazing into your eyes, if you have to ask them if you can kiss them, that that's, that's no. It no. is kind of a wuss move. It, ugh. Like, if I'm, if I'm, like, right there and I'm, like, I have that twinkle in my eye and you ask me if you can kiss me, I will literally say no. <laughs> <laughs> you take me home right now. All right. That's a fair statement. Uh... So what else? So if he if he says, "Can I kiss you?" Big turn off. What else? What about paying for the date? Oh, oh. Okay. who should pay? I always offer mm-hmm. because I need to see what you're gonna do. When if you you o- split the bill with me, I will not be going on a second date with you. So when you offer, do you do like the like you reach for the purse thing, but you're just kind of oh, no. slowly reaching because that no, I, that man on the other side better get his wallet out before I get to my purse? No, I take my card out and I put it there. If he doesn't take my card off of the little folded leather bill thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all accustomed to it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not getting a second date. Wow, okay, so paying for the one is a big one. You think I, guys I think should pay. it's just, I'm, I'm very old-fashioned like that. I think a man should pay for, if you're going on a date and you're, trying to date me, I think that you should pay for the date. So letting you pay or splitting it with you, bye. Yeah. I mean, I I will, like, now that we're dating, I'll pick up a dinner here and there, mm-hmm. this and that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't just, like, all right, <laughs> all my meals on you now. Like, no. Like, I, I think, like, after you're dating for a while, um, it's hot if a girl picks up a meal here and there and, like, does the little stuff for you. That's part of being in a, a relationship. Of course. 
A hundred percent. But the first thing, mm-mm. you know, I wish I was on the podcast with Jonathan Bennett because <laughs> I really want to know from a gay man or woman's perspective about the whole gender role dating thing. I guess I've just uh, no, no, no one else wants to know that. I wish I. Like, asked, what do you mean? For example, Jonathan James, right? They're uh, James Vaughn and Jonathan Bennett. They're on the podcast a couple weeks ago. I unfortunately missed it. They're good friends of mine. I would love to know when they went on the first date, like, is that even cross your mind? Because so many times we ask men and women, like, do you think the guy should pay or do you think you should split the bill? And obviously, if two men are going on a date together, like, how that doesn't even cross your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean. But it's such like an old school right. trope that we always go back to. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious about it now. So my point being, I'd love to have Jonathan back on the podcast. That's <laughs> <laughs> interesting that your mind went there. That's all I can think about. Yeah. yeah. Or 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 two women coming, uh, you know, going on a, on a date together. Right. I would yeah. love to know yes. what their thoughts about the whole idea of the gender role within paying or or kind of, uh, you know, like we, like you talked about, Corinne, like a guy taking control. Right. You know, I, I would love to know a different perspective on that. At that point, I think it's whoever invited foots the bill, whoever initiates the date. That's good. Yeah. But that if doesn't. You, if you're inviting. And you're you're wanting to do this, and I'm agreeing. At that point, I think that that's the person that should pay. No. But what about you? Because you you invited. Okay, but Vince. good point. Yeah, 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 but you want the guy to pay. I get it. I get no, it. But I totally also, get it. Also, like, I know he really wanted to go on a date with me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I was like, just like nudging him a little. You know, he's like a little like, he was a little shy. He's like a little puppy. Yeah, but yeah. then right right out of the box, he came. So it was great. <laughs> I could be taken in so many different well, directions. Hey. Um, uh, actually, while you were... <laughs> Wait, what way could that be taken? Are you kidding me? Oh, okay. After our weenie conversation? Okay, I'm, well, so, back I'm to the so weenie, sorry. I did look up uh, turnoffs in bed, and okay. one other thing is bed underwear. Is that something that is a, a turnoff for you where you walk out the door if he's Absolutely. wearing tidy whiteies or something? No, not tidy whiteies. It's the guys that wear the ripped boxers. Ripped boxers. Like, what? Yeah, like, when bad. one nut is, like, hanging out the side. <laughs> like, come on. That's come bad. Come on. Yeah, if, if a woman was wearing ripped underwear, I'd be like, oh, Ew. Like, how old is Ew. this underwear? <laughs> Ew. It's like... Like, this is old for old school listeners, but Mark, you probably, and Mark and Isi, you might guys remember, uh, they used to have underwear for women that would have Dave's of the Week on them. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, I was, I was remember talking to this guy one time. He was like, oh, it was, I swear to God, he's like, I was in bed with this girl. I looked down, her underwear said Tuesday. It was a Sunday night. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, ripped underwear. What else you got over there, Mark? Well, a lot of these are too graphic for us to really get into. Um, what about uh, changing positions too often? Oh, no, I'm down with that. No problem with that. Okay, great. Uh, Talking too much? What are you talking about? Well, how do you feel about... Talking about taxes that are taken out of your account? Well, where do you feel about the dirty talk? I cannot stand when the guy is playing the victim in things. When he's like... Like when a guy is like... Oh, like... Like teacher and student. (laughs) Clearly, the student and you're the dirty teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't ever try to be the student and make me the teacher. It just is not going to work. Do you guys do that? I always thought it was. It implied. happened. It what? happened, wow. and I was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I stopped everything, and I was like, you cannot be the student. So you're fine with role playing as long as it's the correct roles. Yes, and. He literally said to me, sometimes I like to be the victim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably something you, not, you don't want to hear in bed. I gently got out of bed, 
put on my clothes and I said, "Good night, sorry. sir." Good wow. day. Good day. Good, <laughs> good said, day, kind sir. I said good day. Easton, I want to hear your uh, your opinion on this because you seem to chime in. So you think it's always the guy being the teacher and then the girl being <laughs> the student. Oh, God. Well, <laughs> in my age growing up, you know, from maybe certain things I watched <laughs> as oh a younger God. man, it would always be the female as the teacher. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's the, the fantasy is definitely there, but I think if you're actually going to be doing this, if you're going to be playing it out, I think that for uh, I, I, I just feel like it defaults to the the man's the teacher and the the school the the, the girl's the schoolgirl. You know, yeah. that's that's how yeah I, we're we're the dirty ones. Yeah, that, I mean that's this might come uh, as a little bit of a shock, but I am a big advocate for dirty talk. <laughs> oh, I like it dirty. Great. I agree. I think it's I, uh, it makes it yeah. Yeah, it really gets you there. I, you know, you know how you're in the moment and you say something, and then like you know, a little while goes by and you're like, I cannot believe I said that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody else in this room. Nobody. Nobody's I, gone through that moment. You're like, you know, it was just like, whew. I uh, normally when that happens to me, I'm like, damn, I'm hot. Wait. I never that... have like something where I'm like, oh, I, I can't believe I said that, like in a bad way. No, not right? a bad way. It, it's always like I don't want, like it's always, you know, it, it, we don't have to get into it, but <laughs> it's not a one-way street. I'm not saying that, but uh, yeah. Anyway, any others? Uh, let me On see here. Um, uh, what about constantly asking uh, for your opinion of what's going on? Oh, like, do you like that? Do you like that? Or can uh, I do this? Or, yeah. No, don't do that. Is it Just good? Do it. Enjoying, yeah. Also, don't ask about their opinion about what's happening in the world. Yeah. What's going? <laughs> ask them what's going on. Less is more, people. Less is more. What uh, about the music? Do you like the music that's going on? Do you like music? What kind of music? Okay. I'm different like this. I like TV on. I like a little background noise. Yeah, I think music or music or TV is not bad. Nice to have a little background noise because it's just like How about I, I, a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like. Put some Marin on. People are gonna play this podcast when they are having sex later. Listen, all I need to know, you will you will remain anonymous, but if anybody out there listening to this has made Whoopi while listening <laughs> to help I suck at dating, please, please, please let us know in the DMs or the emails and we will make sure that you remain anonymous, but I need to know at this point. Podcast, uh, Easton, are you speaking from personal experience? I mean, I, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it's happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Like, what kind of podcast, though? Oh, you know, the bad movie podcast. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> I have to try it. It's a lot of fun. It's not distracting. Okay. Absolutely not. I guess it's like TV. Like, it, yeah, it, it's it it takes yeah, the, it takes the pressure off. I think. And allows you to be therefore less inhibited. Also, it's mm. great lighting. Just a little, not too much. Yeah. You know, if you're not so comfortable with a guy, like the TV light and all the other lights off, perfect lighting. Yeah, there lighting you go. is very key. Because when it gets, it's oh, it's so awkward when you uh -huh. get pitch black and you're like, I, I, I can't see anything. I don't know what I, I, I think this is something, but I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know. Agreed. I, I, I'm I'm older than you guys, but like uh, back in my day, a popular thing was the DVD menu going on, like on uh, a loop. Yeah. Uh, like I remember specifically the Mean Girls DVD menu just playing like 400 times, like uh, whatever song was on the background. Or if, or if you're in a hotel room, it's always Mario Lopez just like oh, yeah, repeating yeah. himself oh constantly. <laughs> uh, one amazing. more. We do have a guest coming in here. Doctor V's almost ready, but we have one one more. I'll, 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 have you ever left? 
in that moment because of bad hygiene. Have you ever discovered that a guy has certain I... odors that you cannot tolerate and ended everything? I have definitely had to leave places because of men having odors. Mm. It's a very big problem. Mm-hmm. But I've never got like let it go as far as being naked with a man in bed having to deal with the odor and then deciding I can't. I, I like I am an odor girl. If you have any sort of whiff of anything, I'm out. <laughs> I'm a big scent guy too. I, I think Ooh. everybody is and they they just don't say it. I feel like nobody, whenever they think of like what turns you on or turns you off, smell is a big turn on for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ashley wears a lot more perfume now. Let me put it that way. <laughs> okay. right, right. Not that her ba- smell is bad. She smells great. But like when I, wa- there's, I don't know what perfume it is or what lotion it is, but there is some fragrance out there that is just, the, whew, it's a good one. And women out there, I wish I knew the name, but it's the best smell it, in the world. you you tell me. I'm going to post it on Help I Suck Dating. So now you just have to follow along on the Instagram. Shameless plug, obviously. We're trying to get more followers, you know. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that was very educational for everybody involved, I feel like. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. Uh, Corinne is sticking around. We have to. We have Dr. Venus Nicolino coming in uh, from Marriage Boot Camp. So you're not going to want to miss that. And we talk about her new book as well. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him... And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So... I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you 
took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30% on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease Welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. I am sitting next to Corinne. Mark and Easton are still in the studio, and we have a wonderful guest that is sitting right next to me, the wonderful Dr. Venus Nicolino. Yay! Yay! Thank you, thank you, thank no, you for having me. Thank you for being on. We always like to give a round of applause for our guests. Now, That's doctor, nice. you are the author uh, and doctor of clinical psychology. Your first book, Bad Advice, How to Survive and Thrive in an Age of Bull something. I don't think we can say on this podcast. Really? What are the rules? Uh, we're like family friendly. Oh, I'm definitely on it's, the wrong show. It's really for, we just, you know, we don't want advertisers to be like, eh. No, I feel you. I feel you. We can bleep whatever you need to bleep. Yeah. If yeah. you'd like to be open, don't worry about it. And thank God. <laughs> go yeah. ahead. So Continue. So bad advice, how to survive and thrive right. in an age of bullshit. There right. you go. There you I go. Said it. You said it. Uh, which appeared on USA Today's national bestseller list and debuted at number one on the LA Times bestseller list. It was named one of the top five books that will change your life by the New York Post. And you're also uh, very well known for being the host of Marriage Bootcamp Reality Stars, which airs on WeTV, <laughs> which I think is uh, just had season 15, right? 13. 13, yeah. excuse me. But oh, close okay. enough. I mean, close enough. That was the one with Aaron Carter, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah, yeah. I caught that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, uh, my my wife uh, knows uh, knew Aaron Carter a while ago. He mm -hmm. actually congratulated us this past year on our wedding, mm. which was very sweet of him. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. um, so, Dr. V. Yeah. Why are you a doctor? Uh, that's a really <laughs> great question. what are you exactly a doctor of? <laughs> so I have a master's degree in counseling psych, a master's in clinical psych, and a PhD in clinical psych, which really makes me slightly overqualified and overeducated to be telling people what they shouldn't be doing with their lives. Why would so... you be overqualified to tell someone <laughs> what they shouldn't be doing? Because I think, you know, in today, it, it, it's sort of like people already know what their heart is telling them. People already know what they should or shouldn't be doing. It's just about really getting that second opinion, um, getting that, you know, that validation. Am I doing this the right way? Mm -hmm. And I think I talk a lot about this in my book about our instincts and what our instincts really tell us and how we ignore them. Do you ever get that gut in, that, that feeling in your gut? Mm -hmm. Has yeah, it's ever wrong happened all the time. 
really? Do you think it's wrong all the time? Uh, it depends. It's not mm-hmm. right all the time. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. What makes it right and what makes it wrong? Do I you know? I couldn't tell you. You're, but you're I, just... There are some times where I get a gut feeling and I'm right. And there are times where mm-hmm. I get a gut feeling and mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm always right. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. well, there we go. <laughs> Mine is always right. There are just yeah. some people that are more in touch with it. Mm-hmm. And then there's just some people that, mm-hmm. that don't mm-hmm. get in touch with it and don't mm-hmm. follow it or anything like that. Or maybe like Jared, where they're in touch with it, then it goes to their head. And then they forget about mm-hmm. it or it gets muddled up and all of other junk. But your instincts tell you a lot. And if we mm-hmm. can drown out a lot of the junk and the noise to get to how we're really feeling and maybe even why, that is priceless information. Um, so I think what I help people do is really get in touch with their own instincts and their own feelings, you know, because so many times we're influenced by what others are doing. And, and by the way, that's very human and very real to yeah. be influenced by others. Social media. Uh, it's, but, but that's okay because we're a community. It's okay to have others be able to influence you. It means you're not, oh, we're not allowed to curse, um, <laughs> but it means you're, <laughs> you're not an asshole. <laughs> you know what there I mean? Like you're able to be influenced. So that's also important. But there are times when you just have to drown out all the noise and really listen to yourself. Yeah, I actually relate to what you said about listening to your gut and and then letting it get to your head because I find myself being an analytical person. Yeah. And so I think sometimes when my gut is telling me something, maybe mm-hmm. it does go to my head and I don't realize it because I just think all the time. I just was reminded I had a conversation with your wife on her podcast about this exact thing. I don't get it. Yes. Shameless plug. Yeah. <laughs> now it's all coming back to me. So I was like, where's the connections? Where's the connection? There, and there it is. We I just love had a good to, yeah, Celine yeah. Dion reference, too. <laughs> um, oh, well, wait, was this before we were together or after? Before you oh, were okay, married. Yeah. Oh, and she and... dropped a little info that she was getting married on that show. But she wouldn't tell us like to who or anything oh, else. Oh, maybe it was so engaged. It was like, yeah, 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 engaged. Even though she wasn't supposed to know anything, but that woman just does not she knows her instincts (laughs) that's why we love her that's why we love her she told me two months before uh we were supposed to get engaged on bachelor in paradise she goes you know we're not going to live together until we're engaged Mm -hmm. and we already had plans to move in at some point and i was like okay and she was like so you know clock's ticking i was like all right because she just she knew she wanted to get engaged pretty you know she wanted to get engaged at some point Uh that year Uh uh-huh does she run the show in our relationship yeah uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty accurate description of how our relationship goes down. Uh-huh. Um, and you like that. You're like along for the ride. Well, You're... I need someone to push me. Ooh, I am the most, okay. I'm, I'm very indecisive. Uh, I, I don't want to say I settle. I think that's a bad way of describing my personality, mm-hmm. but I'm very content. Mm. And you find happiness easily. Oh yeah. I, I find happiness in very small things in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I always have. And so that's just kind of mm-hmm. the way I grew up. Are you from the Midwest? No, Rhode Island. Mm-hmm, same thing. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> somewhere over the hell. Somewhere not in California. Um, and so so Ashley does a great job pushing me constantly. And uh, I think I do a good job. I don't know what the hell I do a good job, actually, in our relationship. I think I'm. Do I, tell. I, do tell. I, I think that's a great question, actually. I think maybe what I'm, do I'm, I, I'm well, constant. Mm-hmm. I don't know I, I, if that's. You're like, a quiet strength. Our our officiant um, made an analogy. His uh, Alon Gale. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a former producer on on Bachelor, and uh, he made an analogy that Ashley's like a goldfish, 
where goldfish have uh, they don't have long-term memory they're just five seconds and they're on you know they just forget and that's what ashley is she's like she'll be told no and then five seconds later she's like no 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 no, we're gonna do it and it's like no no, no we're not gonna do it and then five seconds later so it's the goldfish that keeps pushing their face against the glass because uh-huh. they forget that if they hit the glass, it's going to be painful. Yeah. And then they'll swim back and they forget. And five yeah. seconds later, they go back into the glass. And then he said, I'm like a fish bowl. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm constant. I see it. I see, it. I see the resemblance. Secure. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm a little round. I'm, I'm full of water. Um, but uh, uh, so, yeah, I, I would say that's she she definitely runs the show. She points uh-huh. me in the direction. Uh-huh. But I, I need that. And I like that. Right. Uh, even if I fight back sometimes. But, uh, and but when yeah. you fight back, do you lose? Mm, I'm just trying to get in. Yeah. Trying to... See, I'm the type of person where like if we get into an argument, I and even if I believe in my opinion and my point, I will cave because I don't want I can only handle confrontation up to a point. Mm hmm. Um, specifically with people I care about. Mm-hmm. And so with her, even mm-hmm. if I believe in my point, mm-hmm. I will at some point mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. quit and say, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I, I apologize. Mm-hmm. I was I was wrong. Maybe you mm-hmm. were wrong about some things and let's mm-hmm. just try to move on from this. Where she will be like, no, I wasn't wrong. And like, this, <laughs> this is ridiculous. But I just want to say that that is a predictor of a happy relationship and a long-term relationship because you would rather be happy than right. And there needs to be one person in the relationship who would rather be happy than right. So maybe it's not, you're not Mm. giving yourself enough credit. It's not that you cave or you give in. Her feelings mean more to you. And that is something very special. So on the flip side of this, I I don't want to cause any fights at home, but you're the stronger one. Oh, and you should oh. re- and you should remember that. I'm calling Ashley. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Get her on the phone. You just Get her said. on the phone. That is beautiful. <laughs> By the way, wonderful doctor voice. I'm just oh. like staring at you while you're Thank talking. You. I'm like, oh my god, she's so soothing, and she's right. <laughs> Gosh, my voice convinces you of that. Corinne, what do you think in your relationship with Vince? Do you think uh, you are the stronger one? Uh, that's interesting. I was actually just like thinking about how from my last relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've become that person that is like, you know what? I'm going to let him feel like he's right. And I'm just not getting into those stupid arguments that I used to do in my old relationship. And it's working so So, well. So you're like the neck and he's like the head. You control that. Exactly. I get it. But he doesn't even know. (laughs) Of course not. Which is the best part. (laughs) So, you know, these arguments, I'm really like, he's thinking, wow, she's She's coming around and she's letting me run the roost. And I'm like, mm-mm, no, honey. honey. You got this all wrong. No. Well, I am making does. your head move. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliance. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what does it what makes today an age of bullcrap? <laughs> well, I mean, the the book really deciphers and breaks down. I don't want to bore our listeners with research and biology and science. You, no. say, you say those words and everyone goes to sleep. Our audience, um, also known as the suck army. <laughs> They love stats. They love facts. They want to be presented with the most information they possibly can get. Okay, suck army. Here you go. Um, well, the, the the book breaks down these very um, sort of received wisdom um, that we say all the time. Like, you can't love anyone until you love yourself. What a bunch of BS. Mm-hmm. So I break that down scientifically and biologically. Is that really true? So that's like one chapter. 
the other chapter is like live each day like it was your last. Is that possible? Can you really do that? Um, and so I go through a series of received wisdom, things that we say all the time and break it down in a very fun, it's an easy read, you laugh out loud because people take in information when they're laughing. It's easy to to maybe um, understand something about yourself that maybe you wouldn't uh, otherwise want to know about yourself if you're laughing at yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's easier to take in. So I made sure that the book was fun to read and funny. Um, but what I really wanted to do with this book was change just a little bit of people's worldview. Really change the way, even if it's just a little bit, of how you see yourself and how you see the world. To me, that is a great book. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I set out to do. And by the way, you know, theories matter. At one point, we thought the world was flat. And we revolved our lives around a flat world. Mm. At one time, we thought bloodletting was was helpful and healing. At one point, we thought lobotomies was where it was at. Yeah. And it's just not true. Yeah, we evolved. So, We've, we, we learn more. So today, today, with social media, with all these stupid, dumb BS phrases in front of a, a, a lighthouse with a floating bird around it, <laughs> is it really true? Do these things, and, and by the way, they're being disseminated so quickly now. So you see them all the time. So I just kind of wanted to break down a lot of this received wisdom, a lot of these things that we say every day because the things that we tell ourselves matter. Why do we tell ourselves that? I guess that's my question. Why is it becoming so mm -hmm. rampant on social media? I've seen it all the time. Inspirational because quotes. momentarily, you feel better. No one can make you feel bad without your permission. Mm -hmm. Momentarily makes you feel better. But that's just not true. People absolutely can make you feel bad without your permission. When was the last yeah. time you gave someone permission to make you feel bad? When? Uh Mm. It never happened because <laughs> that would have to mean that you also need to give people permission to make you feel good. And that mm. isn't true either. So theories matter and mm. what we tell ourselves matter. And we tell ourselves this junk because it momentarily helps us cope. Like in a, in a time of doubt, when you're doubting how you feel, like say on a date or an interview, just be yourself. Uh, yourself is probably the last thing you should be. <laughs> yeah. You should be being, right? So we tell ourselves these things to momentarily cope and feel better, but it doesn't last. Yeah, one of my least favorite phrases, and I know I'll probably get a lot of backlash, is everything happens for a reason. Mm. I... I've never believed that. I don't no. believe that. I will continue not to believe that. I agree. That everything agree. happens for a reason. Look around the world. Tell me everything happens for, for a reason. reason. No, it doesn't. I feel like that's such a privileged saying. Yeah. yeah. No, it's true. Um, but I, 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 I was listening. I to name drop even further. I was listening to you on Jenny McCarthy. And she was talking. <laughs> uh, she was going through Hi, chapter Jenny. by we chapter. She is the best. Her yeah. and Donnie are just the greatest people alive. Uh, but some of your chapters really got me uh, thinking. One of them was about expectations and yes. how people say you shouldn't have expectations, but you say you should. Uh, well, here's the, pr here's the issue. You can't get out of having expectations. We as humans are biologically programmed to have an expectation. It is what has helped us survive centuries. I mean, your expectation is, is it could lead to disappointment. But more often than not, it doesn't. 
you only notice your expectation when it isn't being met. Yeah, when it's right? negative. When it's negative. Mm-hmm. Um, like you expect to be sewn up after surgery. You expect to not have a roach in your salad. You, there's a, you expect to get your mail. You expect the sun to come up. Think of all the expectations you have every single day of your life. You only notice them when they're not met. Mm-hmm. And then you get disappointed. Yeah. Guess what? We survived the ice age. We are allowed to be disappointed. You can survive your disappointment mm-hmm. because your expectations are important. It's not, it's, it's not that we can see the world as it is. It's that we can see the world as it isn't. And that is a beautiful thing. Your expectation makes that happen. That you're able to see things that are not there. Um, and so expectations could wow. lead to disappointment. You feeling that, Corinne? I am. <laughs> That's a deep thought right there. That is. That is. My but heart's it, feeling something right mm-hmm. now. But it also mm-hmm. leads to your greatest potential self. People always say, I hear people on my couch all the time, and they say, I recently heard a client of mine say, um, he forgot my birthday, but I guess I shouldn't have those kinds of expectations. You absolutely should. Mm-hmm. And that's why you're in here talking about it. And that's why you probably shouldn't be with this person, mm-hmm. because he's not meeting your expectation. Move on. So in the dating world, in the bachelor world, your expectations, the whole show is built on expectations. So expectations leading to disappointment, probably that's that it could lead to disappointment, but more likely it doesn't. Silence. I, yeah, no. Was, <laughs> I'm just like I'm letting feeling, it all sink in. I'm feeling some type of what? Look, don't look at the world at the way it is, but the way it isn't. That's a quote I can get behind. I like mm-hmm. that one. It's true. Yeah, it is very true. You also have another chapter talking about honesty. You talk about the phrase Honesty, honesty is the best okay. policy. What a bunch of BS that is! Because it, while it may I like this be, woman. I, it, I love, I agree, some Venus. <laughs> while it might be the best policy, it might be. It's not the honest policy. It's not the true policy because, on average, humans lie fifty-two times or more per day, and you're not. Sometimes you're not meaning to lie. You just do. Mm-hmm. And by the way. Some little lies make the world go around. Can you give us an example of like some okay. little lies that people don't even realize they're saying? Well, so when you're in a conversation with someone, you may perhaps, you may perhaps um, like padding your resume a little bit. You might do that mm. because you're in a situation where you need to look good. So you might do that. You won't know you're doing that because you're surviving. But then there are times when you tell your grandmother that that you won't say that that fugly sweater disgusts me. You won't, because it's what makes the world go round. Those niceties, and when people say, "I'm not being mean. I'm just being honest." F you. That is a bunch of BS. There is oceans wide, ocean wide of being honest and being mean. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I hate when I people agree. say that. You're just a cruel a hole. Yes. That period. You know, hiding behind your honesty. Because people will say the truth hurts. And it's like, well, not always. The truth doesn't always hurt. Mm-hmm. It can hurt, mm-hmm. which is why maybe you should tell a little lie. The truth can hurt if you want it to. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the truth and it won't hurt. I can tell you the truth in a way that's meaningful that yeah. you can take in. But if I want to be cruel, I will. 
So that's that's the difference. So the honesty is the best policy. What a bunch of BS. The world operates on lies. The world operates on good lies, bad lies. So that's just the way that it is. And to kind of tell yourself or, or live this ideal that honesty is the best policy isn't always right. And in a relationship, sometimes trust is worth more than the truth. The trust in the relationship is worth more than the truth. So for example, do I look fat? No, you look beautiful. Because the trust that you have with that person is more than the truth. Hmm. It means more. So there's a difference, right? Yeah. So what are your overall thoughts on dating in 2020? We are here, Mm -hmm. 2020. God, that is so weird to say. (laughs) Did you guys see Barbara Walters, the the, uh, uh, Sherry O'Terry, her Barbara Walters uh, no. SNL imitation of. Okay, you guys, people are too young. I gotta get <laughs> I know, on a different. I know show. what you're talking about. I got. Oh, thank there you. We go. We got him. He's here. Jesus. Twenty twenty. Anyway, it was hilarious. Well, they did a montage on Seacrest show on New Year's Eve of Barbara oh, Walters saying was, this. Oh is my 2020. god! And Anderson was out of the frame for a good twenty five seconds because he was on the ground rolling. Mm. Anyway, this is twenty twenty. Go ahead. <laughs> I was just, I was just going to ask about your overall because we're a dating podcast, we're a relationship podcast first and foremost, and so I want to know your thoughts about what you think about the dating landscape here in 2020, and not just in LA because LA yeah. obviously is its own beast, but but countrywide, worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. How do you think we're doing? These are my thoughts. Um, lean into love. <clears throat> lean into everything you feel. You are never wrong by expressing that you love and you care about someone. You will never be wrong. And so many times we we don't do that because, oh, I don't want to text him back. I got to wait three hours. Ugh. And then and then I don't want I don't want to call, you know, because people don't really call each other anymore, which is weird because you have a phone. Um, but this idea that um, you're weak if you somehow tell someone you love them and you care about them is so wrong. And so for 2020, I would like to see the dating world, all of us, just lean in to what we feel. Because guess what? If that person doesn't feel that way, you got rid of them faster. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you use everything you feel, your vulnerabilities, and these stupid books about like, I don't know, what are those dumb names, the rules and like that? you like that that doesn't make any sense why men love yeah uh, or he's just not that into whatever it might be lean into how you feel because you're never wrong love caring vulnerabilities are never wrong why is it so hard to be vulnerable why is it so hard to tell somebody how you feel well first of all everyone's telling you that you shouldn't be vulnerable so that's number one and number two it's hard to tell people how you feel because you'll have to be vulnerable you'll have to really show an open heart You'll have to really dive into your open-heartedness. And everybody's afraid of rejection. Everyone. Yeah. God forbid the person you like knows you like them. <gasps> God, that would be awful. So my my advice, and I'm not really great at advice. I'm a, I'm a good listener. Uh, yeah, I think you've been giving pretty good <laughs> advice for the past 20, 25 minutes. My advice is to lean in to everything you feel. And don't wait. I think that's great advice. And I think for women specifically, you're allowed to choose. You don't have to wait to be chosen. 
And we live in a society that we've lived in for centuries upon centuries that made women feel like they have to sit around like a little wallflower and be chosen. Ugh. You get to do the choosing. Yes. You get to decide. Love that. So remember that in the dating world because women forget that. And it's shocking to me. You know, this, they'll be sitting on my couch and then, and, and like, but he didn't call me. So call him. So tell him what you're doing. So you can do this. You can set this up. Don't is, leave it up to him. Is that just like an old school mentality? Yes. That we just haven't gotten away from It's a sexist mentality. You can say it. Um, yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's it's, how I've been doing it. You've been waiting for Winning. the guy to call? Or wait, no, you, you've been sometimes. proactive. It doesn't work sometimes. Yes, I broke up with um, John. I was with him for a year and a half, and I was really into being single and I was like I'm not doing this thing we're like I'm waiting for the text back I'm not going to drive myself crazy I'm just not doing it I'm just not doing it mm -hmm. so I took that time of being single and I was texting people I'm like hey let's go on a date hey are you single like if people were like talking to me and like whatever I was feeding into it I wasn't waiting I asked people I mm -hmm. my boyfriend now I gave him my number I asked him on our first date mm -hmm. and I made it happen yes queen because we get into this idea that the person who cares less wins. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that the person who cares less gets less. When would you apply that in your life? Would you apply that to your job? Care less. So get a promotion. Would you apply that to your family? Care less. It's the only place where we apply this idea that if you care less, you'll get more. If you care less, you get less, period. Does that just go back to people not wanting to be vulnerable? Yes. God, vulnerability. Mm. 2020 people, bring on the vulnerability. Yeah. I also would like to say one other thing is that I would like also be gentle with <clears throat> people's hearts. Your dating experience is not a, an, an Amazon Prime purchase. That is somebody's heart. Mm -hmm. Be gentle. Be kind. Don't ghost people. Who, who does that? Have courage. Don't be a coward. Be gentle with other people. And that's really important in 2020. So lean into love and be gentle with people's hearts. Well, that's awesome. I, I couldn't think of better advice to possibly give. Uh, Dr. Venus, thank you so much for coming in. We really appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having me. You guys are great. You guys, you're the best. <laughs> uh, we know that you have your book out right now. Yep. I actually, I was going to say this, but I'll say it anyway. I bought your book before we uh, came on the podcast because... I love you for that. Oh, of course. Uh, so you can buy, I bought it on Amazon Prime, everybody, so you can get it on Amazon if you want. Um, no, but I, I was, like I said, I was kind of looking through some of the chapters and the titles and, and mm -hmm. getting to know you before you came on the podcast today. And I just think that you're somebody that a lot of people can learn from, including myself. So you can purchase the book right now. It's called Bad Advice, How to Survive and Thrive in an Age of Bull****. Uh, but doctor, what else you got going on? Uh, let's see. Um, what else do I have going on for 2020? Well, um, can you tell us if marriage boot camp's coming back? It is. Yeah. Okay. It is. is. That a, is that breaking news? Is that an exclusive? No. Oh, no. no never, never mind. Don't, Easton. Don't do the sound effect. <laughs> so more fun, more fun. You know, that's that's what I'll be doing. Working on another book. Oh, so I'm excited great. about that. Yep. That's very exciting. Yeah. Bad advice, sex edition. Ooh. How much? I, will be I love that. that. How much bad advice do you get on sex? I, I mean, come on. Because people are afraid to talk about it because it's just such a taboo topic. I mean, Rhode I, Island. They're Close lips. Uh, no, I haven't heard the. <laughs> I didn't hear the word sex until I came to California in 2013. I was like, "What? What until is I was sex?" On the bachelor. Yeah. Then I was like, "Whoa." There's a right and a wrong way to do it. Um, 
Well, that's I'm I'm very excited for that because I think people need to talk about it more, so more people feel comfortable about talking about that particular topic. So, Doctor Doctor Venus Nicolino, yes, great last name. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for coming in. Everybody, go follow her on Instagram. Yeah. Go buy the book. Uh, your Instagram is at doctor underscore v underscore. That's it, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah, that's I, it. I just, Sorry, it said, it said on Instagram, but I was like, I don't think her handle is Dr. V on Instagram. I thought it was. I, was re- I would have said it as that. No, it is. It's Dr. underscore V underscore Dr. V. Yes, it's Dr. underscore V I mean, I love underscore. that you call me Dr. Venus, but most people call me Dr. V, But you see that right cool. there? It says on Instagram, and I was like, I don't think that's her handle. So once again, go follow her on Instagram, go buy the book. Doctor, you're the best. Thanks for coming. Thank on. you. Bye-bye. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight. And honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois and my life has never been the same and I love her so much and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him... And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease we're back with help i suck at dating corinne and jared in studio dean will be here next week he's currently in london as you heard earlier in the podcast but we have a very special guest so many special guests on this podcast on this episode i'm telling you guys we are so grateful and lucky to have this next guy coming up he is one of my dear friends a former bachelor dare i say the best bachelor in the history of the franchise who's on a really bad phone right now but that's okay ben higgins ladies and gentlemen That's that's so sweet of you, buddy. That's that's really kind. No, I I'm gonna say how kind Ben Higgins is. Ben was at a charity event a couple weeks ago, or it might have been a month ago at this oh, point. Geez. He knows that I'm a diehard Patriots fan. I get a text from Ben saying, "Hey, listen, there was a Rob Gronkowski signed football at this a charity event. It was for an auction. I bid on it. I won it, and I want you to have it. And I bought it because I wanted to donate to the charity, and I knew you'd love this." And I was like, Ben, is there a sweeter soul out there right now? Good God. And so that football is in my my man cave slash office slash glam room at my apartment. Um, So thank you, buddy. It's awesome. Ben, I literally just did a E! News um, article. They asked me who my favorite bachelor was, and I said you because I thought you were the sweetest. It's out right now. Guys, I need to call this podcast every day of my life. You guys are great. Um, I'm just trying to buy my friends. And so I thought by buying Jared the ball that I could be friends with him for at least another year. And so far, it's been proven true. Well, I bought you six months. I don't know about a year. Like, let's not overstep our boundaries here. Ben, so you are here. Obviously, you host the Almost Famous Podcast, but you were here to talk about something very special, which everybody already knows about probably. You were talking about Bachelor Live on stage. Yeah, that's right, man. So um, as we all know that, that sit on this podcast, uh, The Bachelor is this massive force, um, com- just tons of loyal fans throughout the U.S. I think the show's done a really good job at keeping keeping fans engaged in the show. We haven't like necessarily been able to thank them or get in front of them or allow them to see the experience for themselves. And so um, we're putting on a live Bachelor tour where we're going to go to 66 cities. Um pick a bachelor in each city 10 women are going to date him i guess 10 10 just kind of like the show 10 to 15 or 8 whoever whoever we choose uh will have the chance to date him on stage but they the, the women ultimately and there's a twist that it will have the power um but the audience gets to be involved and so the audience is going to be there uh having a ton of participation in the event uh they're going to make it feel like you're in the bachelor mansion so everybody in the audience will feel like they're in the bachelor mansion or they're on trips to random locations across the world I really think this is going to be something special 
Um, but we need people to come out uh, to make it special. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I mean, everybody who watches the show wants to be involved in the show. I mean, how many times have we met people, they go to cocktail parties or they host watch parties. Mm -hmm. This is like a, a, a live watch party with your favorite bachelor and bachelorette because you're hosting it with Becca uh, Becca Koof. That's, that's, I'm saying her last name properly, right? Kufrin. Excuse me. No, Kufrin. 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 You almost got it. It's a tough one. It's it, a really hard one. Well, she's so lovely. I'm just terrible at names. I can't pronounce anything. I can't even pronounce my own last name. But it's so you're going to see Ben Higgins, Becca Kufrin. It's live. You're, it's going to be an entire pretty much Bachelor episode all into one night. It's Bachelor Live on stage. You guys can go for more information for the Bachelor Live on stage. You can visit Guess what? BachelorLiveOnStage.com. Get your tickets right now. Like Ben said, it's 66 cities, so you guys are going to be just touring a, uh, on a bus. You guys are like rock stars. Well, that's it. I mean, listen to this. So in, uh, oh, geez, February uh, 2nd, I fly to Mesa, Arizona. I will be on a tour bus, literally on a tour bus, until like May 20th. Ooh. It's going to be insane. My life is changing. So, it, it, like, it, it, this, this whole tour is such a big deal uh, that, I, I, that I really am kind of giving up my home. Uh, I'm actually going to rent it out for four months because that's how long I'm going to be gone. Wow. You're going to be like a real-life rock star, just like Rob Thomas. Um, ben, <laughs> uh, but with the audience, dude, you're going to be – you have group dates. You guys have one-on-ones. I mean, this is the actual show. This is so cool. I'm super excited and for you guys. It's gonna people. be fun. I mean, here's the here's the cool part. Like, this is people from your hometown. So people in the audience will be able to see maybe their next door neighbor, maybe somebody they knew, maybe the the former high school uh, football star, or maybe just the the guy um, that they they knew walking around the streets of their hometown, along with all these women with these group dates. And hopefully, I'm I'm really hoping uh, we have a we have a bet out there right now on if we'll have any. Uh, like actual engagements that come from the show. I'm really hoping some real love is found as well. That'd be really cool. So if anybody listening to this wants Ben Higgins to hook you up with maybe the love of your life, once again, <laughs> go visit bacheloliveonstage.com to buy tickets for a city near you. Also, I just want to mention very quickly, this Saturday, everybody who listens to this probably listens to Almost Famous because you guys get way more listeners, but that's okay. We love our suck army. But... It is the almost famous live show with Ben Higgins and my wife, Ashley Iconetti, in San Francisco this Saturday night, January 11th, 8 p.m. at the Palace of Fine Arts. Tickets are still available. It's going to be a great time. So definitely go buy tickets for that once again this Saturday night, 8 p.m. San Francisco, an almost famous live show, the first one ever. I can't believe this is the first show you guys ever done live. It's going to be wild. Hey, I appreciate your guys' support. This means a lot. But, yeah, please come out. Uh, Ashley and I have been doing this two years. I mean, Amy could tell uh, us how many downloads. But last time I checked, we had over 40 million downloads in our two wow. years. That's incredible, um, man. So it's, it's insane. And, and I really hope these live podcasts work because, again, it's a way for us as the host and, and you know, like you all understand, to get with our fans and our audience and, like, be able to talk to them and converse with them in person. I hope – this works, um, and this will be our first go at it. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. So everybody go get tickets for Bachelor Live and the Almost Famous Live show. Ben, you are the best. Love you, buddy. Bye, Ben. You guys are great. Hey, love you guys. Thanks all. Later, bud. 
All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our show. Corinne, thank you so much for stopping by. Now, as everybody knows as well, Bachelor season is upon us. The premiere is tonight. It's probably happening right now as you're listening to this podcast. Uh, Peter Weber's new season. And Corinne, you're going to be doing recaps on your Instagram because the return of Mizzo is upon us. Uh-huh. Yes, she she told me she's coming back to do recaps and commenting on the episodes every Tuesday night on my Instagram. I'm so lucky that she lets me, you know, post it for her. So for those people who don't know, Mizzo is uh my best friend. She's Corinne's best friend. Uh she's also a little voice in your head. She's crazy. Uh does that but make she's you truthful. sane? So she's are truthful. You, are you the sane a person um, yes. in this relationship? Yes. Oh, that's impressive. Well, everybody should really go check out Ms. <laughs> Mizzou after that one. You are incredible. Um, so, yeah. So, every Tuesday, you're going to have these right. Re- every Tuesday night, um, timing to be determined. Mizzou will be on my Instagram at C Olympias. Go follow me. You don't want to miss her comments. Yeah, I've seen these re- recaps before. They're pretty incredible and very funny uh, and very uh, self-deprecating. And they're meant to just... They're meant f- to make people laugh. Exactly. So you can't take it too seriously. No, don't don't take anything too seriously. Um, she's she mainly just wants to make you laugh. Exactly. No, it'll be great. And once again, your Instagram at c o l y m p i o s c olympias c olympi olympios olympios. I say olympias. I say it wrong. I pronounced yeah. your name more properly than you. You know what? Everyone does. It's just so much. Olympios. You know, Olympias. It's, qu- it's quick. Olympios. Uh, well, Corinne, you're the best. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. in and uh, co-hosting with me. We would love to have you back anytime you Anytime you need me, I am your girl. Great. Next Monday at 12 o'clock, be here. Um, <laughs> thank you so much to Dr. Venus Nicolino, uh, which you know from uh, Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars. You can also buy her book right now wherever books are sold it is called bad advice how to survive and thrive in an age of bullshit. uh thank you to ben higgins for calling in he's just the sweetest man alive uh once again go buy tickets for the san francisco almost famous live show and the bachelor live on stage 66 cities uh so there will definitely be one uh for at a city near you so go buy tickets on ticketmaster right now um And thank you to Dean for calling in. We wish him well. We love him. And we're very excited to have him back in studio. Uh, And I think that's going to do it. Thank you to Suck Army because you guys are the best. And you guys are the ones that make this podcast go. So once again, thank you guys for listening. We love you. We appreciate it. Make sure you tune in next week where hopefully we all suck a little less. Follow Help. I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust. You don't want to miss it. 
tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.